Do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Our bestseller is all they're cracked up to be. Here at Terrible Book Club, we explore whether you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. You ever passed a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Congratulations, that's the new cold open to this episode. <laughs> Welcome to episode 95 of the Terrible Book Club. Uh, I'm Paris, and this is Chris. Hi. <laughs> Coming at you hot today. Uh, this time, oh, this time we read Late Bloomer by Morgan Hawes at the request of our patron D. Uh, this was self-published in 2019 with cover art by Le Min Chong. I have no idea if I'm saying that person's name right. Sorry, you did a pretty good job with the cover art. Uh, if, uh, if this is your first time listening to this show, what we do here at the Terrible Book Club is we read books that we assume will be bad based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of the three. Uh, but sometimes, like today, we read a book that our patrons have chosen for us to read. In general, though, we do the opposite of what most people do when they are in a bookstore or while they're browsing Amazon electronically. Uh, usually this experiment results in a disappointing read, but once in a while we end up liking the book. Content warnings for today. Uh, just our, I mean... You got a little up front, so... Yeah, yeah, you got a little up front there. Sorry about that. Our usual barnyard language plus graphic and unusual sexual content. Specifically, we're talking about alternate human biology here, so... Just a just a warning, you know. There's gonna be there's gonna be butts that are also pussies, and uh, there's that's, also dog dicks. Yeah, there's dog dicks, uh, and there's like uh, scenting and and some kind of uh, I want to say wolf like, except that's not really what wolves do. It's, it's sort of like a what the public consciousness thinks that wolves do with their socialization. Uh, so it's kind of like this weird. Uh, wolf mythos stuff, this non-factual but popular ideas about uh, how wolves interact, and that's been grafted onto people. So It's known as the Alpha, Beta, Omega, or I think just Omegaverse or something yes, like that. Yes, uh, correct. This is a whole uh, fandom? I, I don't know if that's the correct term in all it. Kinkdom? Kinkdom, yeah, I, uh, I guess. Um, so, alright, I'm gonna read I'm going to read the summary that's like the printed back of the book summary first. <clears throat> Late Bloomer is a non-shifter, extremely slow burn, MMABO standalone romance novel that features explicit consent in every sex scene, lots of chemistry, mild BDSM themes, no M-preg, and a H-E-A. Now, if you didn't understand a goddamn fucking thing there... <laughs> 
<laughs> That's how I felt um, at the start of this. Would you like me to clarify any of that, Paris? Uh, no, let's just let's just okay. leave everyone in the same suspense we were uh, before we started reading this. Sure. All right. Sorry, I just had to get. So that's the first statement, and it is in bold in the actual summary on the back. Gotta get the you know the what you're coming here for out of the way first. Honestly, I respect that. Yep. <clears throat> After a rough start, Malcolm Roy the Third has cleaned up his act, gotten mostly sober, and now stands to inherit his family's wealth and his father's business. But Malcolm has a secret. He's spent the last ten years on dangerous suppressants. After collapsing at work and on his doctor's orders, Malcolm has cut them out completely. Now he has to return to the office, presenting as himself for the first time ever. As an Omega! Vincent Hoffman has a good life. He's got a home. He's got his cats. He likes his job, even though his boss is the annoying, smarmy son of the CEO. Vincent couldn't ask for anything more. He might have done once upon a time, or 18 months ago, but who's counting? But his ex-fiancee put an end to those dreams when she walked out of his life. For now. Vincent is content. But after a disaster at the office, his comfortable life is threatened when Malcolm discovers his secret. Despite how he's presented himself all these years, Vincent isn't a harmless beta. He's an alpha. Now, Malcolm's biological clock is ticking down towards his first heat. He's rich, he's connected, and he's gorgeous. An ambitious alpha could take a lot from a man like Malcolm, and there'd be nothing he could do about it. He needs to make a choice, and fast. He needs to find an alpha he can trust. Someone like... And I guess you're supposed to assume that's Vincent. Uh, that's where it ends. So, oh God, yeah. So uh, I guess we can get back into the that that disclaimer right at the beginning of the summary. So non-shifter means that there's no shape shifting. So people don't, you know, there's no werewolves or were cats or were elk or were penguins whatever people are oh, jerking God, I took off a to sip these of water days you must be spit at the thought of a were elk <laughs> oh oh have you not being seen a very specific like sexual fetish oh chris have you not seen K- caribou's gift because oh. the- <laughs> i remember when we read that um was it like episode six one of the lost episodes we read uh we read what the fuck was it it was some it was like werewolves and were cats or were lions uh, when an alpha purrs. Oh yeah. Yeah, we read that years ago. Um, and I remember after that, I kept getting all these recommendations, and one of them was a wearaboo, a wear caribou. <laughs> I mean, that's some that's some up north shit, you know. A wearaboo like... is what someone that is super into anime, but only during full moon. <laughs> Every time the moon turns around, I lock myself in my basement and I rewatch Cowboy Bebop. Oh. When the moon hits your eye, like a big anime eye, that's a weeaboo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Chris. Oh, this episode. All right. So non-shifter. So there's no... No one's transforming. Uh, they ext- already have the dog dicks. Correct. Extremely slow burn. Yeah, you can say that again. This was fucking 444 pages. Good God. Thanks, D. Ugh. Uh, MM, that's male, male. So, you know, obvious. Gay men. Uh, ABO, that's the Alpha, Beta, Omega. Uh, standalone romance novel. Just, you know, that just means there's no 
bigger world you have to know. You don't need to read a book before or after. It's just a one-off, you know, nice one jerk and you're done or 444 jerks, I guess. Wow, uh, one per page? <laughs> oh no, man. Paris, does that mean you? someone's jacking off to the scene where they talk in a McDonald's parking lot? <laughs> Well, that was that was a gay man and a straight woman talking in a McDonald's parking lot. I I, I don't know. The way they were describing the ice cream in that scene could have got some people going. <laughs> My extremely specific fetish of McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> Which is McDonald's parking lot ice cream melts. Yeah. Come here for your for the McDonald's verse porn. <laughs> Oh no, that's gotta be a thing. God, I hate it's being alive. It's the Mickey slash BK universe. Chris, I hate existence. Yeah, it's this, really this, bad now that I'm thinking about it. just reminds me of how much I hate existence sometimes. You know, oh, I really God. love the, the places the human mind can go a lot of times. And other times I'm like, I don't know about that, actually. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe, like, we should go. Explicit consent in every sex scene. Hooray. I don't know. Yay. Yeah, um, cool. I will say, I will say this is like a woo consent. Uh, this was very, this was a very consensual book. I, I don't know that I would say explicit consent in every single scene, but it's clearly consensual. You know, maybe nobody was like, can I fuck you? And they were like, yes, you may fuck me. It was not like that, but it's very clear. No one is being, uh, convinced this isn't a weird bodice ripper kind of a thing. Um, that was one aspect that was great. Uh, lots of chemistry. I don't know. That's kind of a... I honestly I would agree there. I mean, like, you know, it's it's very... Page to page, it's very deep into the emotional state of everyone in here. Mm-hmm. That's what you're really reading about with a couple of weird wolfy sex scenes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mild BDSM themes. Yeah, there's a scene where, like, someone gets tied up with ties and is told they're a bad boy or something at the end. Uh, no M-preg, so that means there's no male pregnancy, except there is, so I don't know why it says I, that. Paris, I don't think M-preg specifically means male pregnancy. I think oh, that just fuck. means any impregnation in general. Really? From uh, my knowledge of, like, um, fetishy books or something like that, I'm pretty sure that means just regular... Uh, Urban Dictionary says uh, M-preg is short for male pregnancy and is most often okay. used in fan fiction to describe the surprising occurrence of pregnant males. I am wrong. <clears throat> okay, Take that so, back. So, like, it says there's no male pregnancy, but there's a character that's a male who's pregnant. So maybe they just mean that the main character doesn't get impregnated? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a focal point of what's going on. There's just tangential characters that are pregnant males. Yeah. And an H-E-A, which is uh, a happily ever after. <laughs> Explicitly stated that things are going to work out right so, at the top over right, here. So, so you like, left in no suspense whatsoever. I mean, and that was, anyway... We've kind of gone off the rails here, but uh, that's what you're in for today. So uh, our, yeah, our our characters and setting. I honestly couldn't figure out what fucking city this was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a major metropolis. Met- generic urban. Metro- yeah, metropolitan city, like maybe 20 years in the future. There's a lot of like future. generic, you know, setting stuff here. Yeah, and I, I wanted to say it was maybe 20 years in the future, but then based on some of the things mentioned and the age of the characters, maybe it's supposed to be now just with better technology. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't think you're supposed to think too much about all that stuff. So you got Vincent, Malcolm, uh, Lacey, who is Vincent's ex-girlfriend, uh, or ex-fiance, Laurent, which is a guy that Malcolm eventually dates and gets engaged to, Alondra, Malcolm's assistant, Dominic, Vincent's assistant, and then Vincent's mom, an extended friend group. You know, there's like little friend. There's Ruby, the bartender, and all these minor friends. We're not really going to talk about any of them, so whatever. Um, <clears throat> all right, here is my summary of kind of the basic plot points, how the story folds out, and then we can talk about how we felt about it. <clears throat> so Malcolm is this rich playboy. He's the president of his dad's fancy pharmaceutical or medical tech company of some kind. They never gets too specific about what it is. Um, he has recently recovered from a Coke addiction. Vincent is Malcolm's vice president who is trying to quit smoking. They both kind of had a thing for each other for a while, but neither has ever broached the subject. They have also both been masking who they truly are, either with topical or oral suppressants. So uh, Malcolm has been taking oral suppressants to suppress the biological expression of his omega genetics. God saying that sounds sounds like I'm in the fucking Third Reich over here. Uh, <laughs> Vincent is uh, suppressing his smell with topical suppressants like shampoos and colognes and thing, lotions and things like that. So no one can smell that he is an alpha. Uh, Vincent isn't totally over his childhood sweetheart ex, Lacey, from about a year and a half ago, and is kind of a mess about it. Malcolm asks Vincent to preside over his heat, which is basically just make sure Vincent doesn't die of dehydration during the heat, and also uh, Vincent's supposed to fuck him a whole lot. This happens, and they develop feelings for one another that both downplay and try to ignore. Malcolm then starts dating Laurent, while Vincent pines over Lacey and also sort of over Malcolm. Malcolm asks Vincent to accompany him to his ex's engagement party so he can pretend to have a partner and therefore pretend to have moved on from Lacey. This goes a little too well, as Malcolm and Vincent end up having sex again and staying the night at Vincent's mom's house, weirdly where his ex's engagement party was held, at, at his mom's house. It's, it's weird. Uh, despite Malcolm cheating on Laurent with Vincent... Laurent convinces Malcolm to get engaged in a sham rich person marriage for social status. Vincent finds Laurent getting a blowjob in a restaurant bathroom from a waiter and threatens to tell Malcolm, but Laurent threatens him back with rich guy, I'll have your job stuff because his dad is on the board of their company. Laurent gets Vincent escorted from his own office after they almost fight in front of Malcolm and then he gets investigated and placed on leave. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Vincent and Lacey almost fuck but instead just kiss and are kind of just confused. Vincent convinces Malcolm to break up with Laurent Malcolm then tries to convince Lacey to get back together with Vincent. Vincent realizes he's over Lacey and into Malcolm. Malcolm and Vincent are together by the end of the book, trying to figure out how their relationship is going to work, given they are president and vice president of the same company. The end. And they live H-E-A. Yeah. So, there's it's a... It's a romance novel. Yeah, I hate those. I fucking hate romance novels. Yeah, I gotta say, like, you know, <laughs> from the me. top of this, thoroughly bored the whole time because it's just not my scene, even without the whole uh, wolf penis thing. Dude, you want to know how boring this was? It's so boring. It took me so long to read that we are now almost behind schedule. That's oh how my boring God, Paris, this book it is. It took me fucking like three weeks to mm -hmm. slog through this. Me too. And can I just say up top, I don't think it's a bad romance novel. Uh, yeah. I don't think this is terrible. Uh, 
I uh, so it's okay. Quite sweet in some ways. All right, here here's my thing. So I guess I'm just gonna jump to the end of my notes. <laughs> Why not? Where I can talk to things I didn't like and things I liked about it. So <clears throat> is that fine with you? I think yeah, that's fine. Totally fine. All right, so let's start with things I liked about it. There were barely any technical errors. There were like spelling was good. Barely any missing words. There were maybe like three or four. No major issues. There was a f- one phrase that was clumsily used twice within a few pages. It was uh, the phrase, his body held memories, his mind couldn't, which stuck out to me. But, you know, whatever. Pretty good. It was like written like a human would write a book that had actually put work into it. Yeah. So all you motherfuckers that have done this self-publishing thing and like, oh, well, I didn't have time for editing. I don't have the money for an editor. Fuck off. This, yeah, this, fuck this lady you. Could, <laughs> this person could write wolf penis sex stuff and have it come out nearly perfectly edited. The rest of you. Yeah, I got to say, this uh, this wolf fucking book puts y'all to shame. So it does. get You know, uh, I, I don't know. It definitely is. It was it was well edited. I got to say, it nothing... My only issue uh, with the editing was there was a uh, there. I mean, I didn't like how long it was. I know that this was a, supposed to be a slow burn. I just felt like 444 pages was a bit much for what this was. Um, and there was specifically this one point where they are in Vincent's mom's house for the engagement party and then the sleepover and then breakfast for like. 74 pages nearly a quarter of the book is this fucking engagement party i just couldn't handle it i was like i can't why why are we still in this house why is the cookout still trapped in the the cookout (laughs) i did i felt trapped in a shitty family cookout and it hurt imagine you're just sharing vincent's pain because he has to watch Lacey pal around with her new uh, husband to be red you're trapped there with him paris I sure was. I sure if was. Only you had a, a wolf guy to fuck in the butt, pussy. Yeah. So, to calm yourself down. <laughs> so sorry, we were talking about things we liked. So overall, technically decently written, well edited. Uh, it, it made sense in terms of rising and falling action, having you know. Um, situations happen that were realistic. For example, um, Malcolm and Vincent work together in this big, tall office building and they get stuck in an elevator that breaks. And personally, I work somewhere where the elevators broke all the time and people would get stuck in them a lot. So to me, that was like, oh, a thing that could happen in an office building, you know? Um, How many wolf romances could bloom in your office (laughs) building, Paris? (laughs) I don't know. Um, But... You know, the, any everything that happens didn't seem exaggerated. It didn't seem forced. It seemed very, uh, you know, it made sense. It was expected given the universe we were presented with. Yeah, there was were, there was logical consistency in the work, which I really appreciate. Realistic human beings with wolf penises. Yeah, <laughs> we can save the wolf penises for later. Um, I know I really keep bringing that up, but it's really yeah, just, it's yeah, it's it's hard it's, to. <laughs> It's it's hard to see past um that big knot. Uh, so, <laughs> is this the episode where I make Chris throw up on air? I'm, Find no, out. I'm I'm really trying not to yuck anyone's young young man. Like if you're into this, that's fine. I yeah. I think. I think that's I don't probably know. fine. Well, 
I think if you're if you're into like a weird, uh, weirdly shaped penis, that's fine. I think I have pr- more problems with the hierarchy shit, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, but. that's that's where I kind of start to blanch a little bit. But let's keep going with yeah, the things, things I liked. Um, I really thought that the internal monologues, the descriptions of relationship-related feelings, uh, even though the characters spoke to each other, it was all very realistic. Very, like, some of the things I could... I could sympathize or empathize with, you know, like, oh, I felt that way before. I've thought that, totally. you know, was, and, and I, that was great. That's good writing. There's one specific relationship, actually, Vincent and Lacey's that I totally related to that. I felt was like, I've had these feelings before. This is totally thoughts that I've had and ways that I felt that feels like non-exaggerated or, you know, uh, out of place or something like that. So I, if I had one way to sort of connect with this book and i didn't have much it was yeah. that relationship yeah i am um, although i didn't feel connected to a specific relationship like you did i did feel like if you just focus on the romance between malcolm and vincent and then their kind of accessory conversations and feelings around other people it's it's a it's a good romance book right like it's not something i like but i think the way it's written is so much better than so many other books we've read like this. Oh, sure. Even with, like, romance subplots in books that mm-hmm. we've otherwise liked and we've been fine with, I mean, of course, that's the central point of this, but it it does a really good job of that. And like, for me, like I said, it's that it was the Lacey and Vincent relationship with their former lovers who still care for each other for the most part and don't really want to fuck up each other's lives anymore. Uh, yeah, so continuing on uh, other things I liked, I, I really liked... Or and also continuing on the kind of the theme of the writing being decent, I really liked some of the turns of phrases and descriptions of things. There, I mean, there weren't a ton, but there were some that were actually like kind of refreshing and not the same lame bullshit. You know, when whenever they're discussing eye color, uh, they don't do it too much. And when they talk about, I think Malcolm looking at Vincent's eyes, he has blue eyes, and they he they describe them as the color of snow melt in spring. And to me, that's so much more descriptive than being like, I don't know what, what are, what's shit people always say about blue eyes. Like the cut, like they were like the ocean blue, the sky. I don't know. Snow melt in spring, like a puddle of melted water on a spring day. Like to me, that's, so much more evocative of the actual color of an interesting blue eye, you know? You know why, Paris? Because it's not just the color, it's the mood of that day yeah. as well, which exactly. is so helpful. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to read some other phrases I liked. Um, <laughs> this was just a line of dialogue that I really liked. You're a person. Of course you're worth more, you capitalist bitch. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just thought kind that was funny. Kind of acknowledging that everyone, there, there is the other downside that we'll get to is that yeah. everyone in this book is like, you know, super upper class, mm-hmm. rich, uh, you know, highfalutin lifestyle. Everyone's in like 2,000 thread count beds and like yeah, these yeah. closets full of suits and everything, which like, ugh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Laurent reeked of good breeding, like someone who had been conceived in a cigar bar. <laughs> To me, it's just, it's again, it's just really evocative of exactly the flavor the author is trying to get you to taste, right? Um, oh, and then these other two that are kind of related. Uh, he felt like an abandoned movie theater. Man, I've been there. I felt mm-hmm. like a sticky floor with booze spilled on me. Like, that's a great way to describe feeling like shit. Um, oh, and then there's this other passage. 
The blue leached out from the sky outside, draining into the peach and red street horizon. It was the kind of sunset that would please sailors, or make them take warning that Malcolm could never remember which. I don't know. I just think that, yeah, there yeah. were some moments of really good, um, good descriptive writing. So that kind of, that was kind of the, the life raft I was holding on to was like the, oh God, at least it's edited. Oh, there's no spelling errors. I can, I think I can make it. <laughs> so <laughs> There's dry land on the far end. Yeah, I can see the end. Um, there was no weird racial fetishizing or racism in the book, which was nice. Uh, yeah. Being queer was normalized in the world of this book. Yeah, there's absolutely no one bats an eye about anyone's sexual preferences at all, I would say. Yeah, I thought that was kind of nice. Um, oh, and then something else that I was like, man, I got to really applaud the author for this. There was not only consent, like we were talking about, you know, with the sex scenes, but STI testing. Explicit, like, hey, I know we're going to fuck, so let's get tested. I was like, oh, this is so nice. I like this. <laughs> this yeah. is so good. Quite lovely. Yeah. A thing I have done before, and it's kind of cool and oh i mean in a way a little hot right like because what? <laughs> what anything what? that implies listen paris <laughs> anything that implies we're gonna fuck later to me is a turn on so okay someone's like hey check out my negative sti test results you're yeah you're like, showing you're like, that Whoa. to me because you want to get it on right so sure Okay. It's the anticipation. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're super weird. I am no. I, it's not weird. I'm just surprised because I. Yeah, it I doesn't have I, to be that anything that like you could just send me a text message that not you personally, but like you know, a lot. <laughs> well, according to some of our listeners, they might. <laughs> oh yeah, some YouTube comments got fun with me. <laughs> oh yeah, some some idiot on YouTube thought that Chris and I were dating, and we were like, where the who the fuck. What what are you listening to that would make you think that? Anyway. But what, what my point being is, like, you could send me a text message that just says, like, hey, you know, uh, bring a condom later. That's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess different. Huh. Yeah, I guess I'm just I guess I've just got a tough exterior, Chris. I don't know. Takes, I don't takes think, all right, well, let's move on from this topic because now I'm feeling very <laughs> yeah, let's vulnerable. Yeah, let's not talk about what we need to get off. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling very exposed. <laughs> um, all right, so those are all the things I thought were good about it. Uh, let's get into my list of things I didn't like. So some of this is just stuff I didn't like because it's just not for me. So may maybe I wouldn't... So Okay, so for example, I don't like books where romance is the main or a driving force. It's just yeah, not it's, for me. Not. I mean, I kind of liked Love in the Time of Cholera. I've never read that, but I've that, heard. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good where romance is sort of the main driving thing, but there's also a whole lot of other stuff in the midst of that as well. But Oh, it, man, how many how many knockoffs called Love in the Time of COVID are already out there? <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. Fuck me. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I didn't mean I mean, I mean there, you know, there's legitimately something to be said about, you know, writing books about that. This this is going to be an event that is, you know, with us culturally from here on out. So there's going to be some love story. There are love stories out there right now happening in real life Paris about people connecting amidst a pandemic. And there's something <laughs> Chris, there. Chris are, you, Chris, are you telling me this? Like, I'm not a person who that is actually happening to. I presently. know, right? So fucking like, 
Shut up. Stop uh, giving people shit about <laughs> I'm not giving anyone shit. I'm just making a joke. I know. I'm, uh, I'm teasing. Uh, yeah, spoiler. Listeners, I'm currently living uh, for a few months in Minneapolis because, uh, yeah, that's where my boyfriend lives. So. You fell in love in the time of COVID. I actually did this. God, <laughs> I, I have become what I most hated. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> you live long enough, you become a romance novel. Paris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's pretty surreal. Um yeah, I'm a huge hypocrite. Uh, feel free to, like, chuck me in the trash or something. No, I don't know. I'm not a yeah, huge Paris, hypocrite. Yeah, Paris. See, you hate love in books, yet you find <laughs> love yourself. Curious. I know. Oh, my God. I'm going to mm. be roasted by Tucker Carlson later. <laughs> you denigrate society, yet you participate in it. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want to. Okay, cool. Like, I'm, you know, super in love and all that, but I want to fucking read about it. I wouldn't make someone read about that i feel uncomfortable just saying that and telling people and being like yeah i guess i have guess guess the love thing is 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 happening it's just i don't know man i just don't want to make people think about that fair enough i'm also not in here i don't read books for the romance subplots so i'm also never really picking up any book where that is the main focus it's not interesting to me there's just nothing that in fact, if I see a book with romance in it, it, it motivates me to put it down and not read it. Why which do you is think why, that is for us, Paris? I don't know, but it's why we end up reading so many things like that on the show, because we both hate it. Um, I just don't find it intriguing. I f- just... Mm, to me, I, I just know. think it's because so much art has tried to dedicate itself to yeah. like elucidating that whole feeling like what's really going on here with the human condition of love man like it's the one thing that and like i've you know that kind of leaves people out that don't experience that as much either which is fine like it there's more i think it's a little overdone let's say yeah i'll agree i agree with you there i think that's part of both of our issues is it's overdone and it at least in the media we've been exposed to and you know kind of the I don't know, middle middle class Western world or whatever. It's just all, everything kind of revolves around a romantic plot or subplot. And it and it's just... I don't think that's well, a Western say, world thing, Paris. That's just like eh. human stories. <clears throat> yeah, maybe you're right. But um, yeah, I just don't find it... I think maybe I don't find it interesting for the reasons you offered because it's been so overdone so that... I don't know. There's right. There's only so many ways it can end. <laughs> Not even I, that for me, but like I need something intriguing, in, intriguing and different to give me a different perspective or see things from a different angle. Like Bear. Do you remember Bear? Oh, Bear is such a oh, such a bizarre and good book. Yeah. Right, but wasn't that technically a romance book? No, I don't think it was. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I, I would classify it as such. Hmm. I'm not really sure what I would classify that as, but um sorry, we're kind of getting going on this this thing how we don't like romances in books. Um and, I know, just I find it I find it yeah, it is. I, I just find it boring. I'm not really sure how to describe why I find it boring and unmotivating. We've been describing for the past two, two or three minutes. Right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I've really given a great answer, but um, I think maybe just for most of my life, I felt very estranged from that. It just romance never seemed 
real or possible. So why care about it? Then again, I mean, you could probably say the same thing about dragons, but yeah, but dragons seem way cooler to me. <laughs> like I don't know, man. Like you give me a romance or a dragon, man, and I'm you're like, oh, giving off some though. real wearaboo vibes right now, Paris. <laughs> I don't need love. I'm in my basement. I need a I've caribou. Got cowboy, I've got cowboy bebop and one piece. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I my think, waifus. I think, <laughs> I think that's part of it. Is that. Uh, romance never seemed like something that was for me, uh, so I didn't have any interest in it. The same. Uh, well, this is a great segue. The same way that b- books with gay sex have no appeal to me because I do not have gay sex. So, like, I don't know. I'm just not interested in reading about sex at all. And then when it's yeah, sex I don't think that it's the I can't part even that is well, I'm saying. Back. No, I'm saying, yeah, I don't like sex at all. But then when it's like sex, I'm never going to have. It's like even less interesting. You know, I'm not a man fucking another man. Well, so whatever. You, know, I mean, you go to books to see things from other people's perspectives that in like, you know, what's it like to have a werewolf dick and have sex <laughs> with another man? Maybe there's something to like, even though I you're not going care. to have that experience, I you don't could care. perhaps glean something from it. I don't. <laughs> I just I've never liked books with sex I've just never liked graphic sex in books like I've always just liked a, a little suggestion and then a nice fade to black and then we move on to a real plot point um, but in a romance book I understand how the sex is part of it and how people come to these books for that but I just don't come to books to come and I know a lot of people do it's just not me I don't know man words just don't Reading words on a page by myself just doesn't get me going. And uh, that's just not, it's just not for me for that reason. Eh, I know you feel differently, so. Just not for you. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so third, I don't like rich people or fancy brands and the culture of wealth and high society. All of that stuff is super distasteful to me because I think for similar reasons, I've never been wealthy. I don't. I don't see value in uh, fancy branded shit. This is like when we read um, that fucking shitty. Oh, uh, what was that book Victoria recommended? Veronica recommended, not Victoria. The book Veronica recommended like last year, or the year before. We read. Uh... It was like I thought about slitting his throat with these fancy knives we were buying for our wedding. I'm so edgy. Remember. That one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just kept name dropping brands. And we were talking about how that just estranged us from the text even further because both of us don't a give a vague shit. memory of this. Oh, fuck. What was it called? I... It was like it was about a woman that got gang raped in. Oh, high luckiest school. girl alive. Yes. Thank you. Fuck. I couldn't remember that for the crazy fuck. that that's what triggered the title in my head. Yeah. Well, it was a. I mean, memorable moment in the book, but uh, yeah, in that book as well, we had this whole like fetishization of of wealth and high society richness and being better than other people and having access to all this exclusive shit. And I just don't fucking care about any of that. And I honestly actively, I don't like people who do. So it made it really hard for me to care about these characters because I just saw fancy soaps and uh, cool condos and like rich corporate executives 
having sex in their literal like ivory tower. Oh god. No thanks. I mean nope. like I would much rather read your like werewolf porn book if it was about like fucking trashy alley werewolves that like you know, they're out in the back after the thrash metal show trying to get a little heat going or something behind the dumpster. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. At I, least there's I, a struggle there. Yeah, I think that this would be a lot more interesting if uh, the characters were more relatable to more people. I don't know. I mean, maybe this is just written for people who are into, I don't know, is, is rich people stuff a fetish? Is that a thing? I, you know, I don't know if it's a know. fetish so much. I, I think, honestly, it's here so that you don't have to worry about the characters having enough resources to live and it can be purely focused on the romance angle. Oh, you know what? That's a good, that's a fair point. I just am not into it. So, okay. So these first three things, I don't like romance books. I don't like sex in books, especially sex I'm not having, like male-on-male gay sex. Um, and I don't like rich people, fancy brands, high society stuff. Those are all just taste things about me as a person, as a reader, and I understand that. Um, so, you know, if you are into those things, like if you're into gay sex and books and you want to get off, like this book is probably for you. But it's just, it's those reasons make it not for me. Uh, you know, if you're into rich people, cool, it's for you. If you're into romance, cool, it's for you. This next the thing... dog dicks, cool. The next, the next two things, though especially the next one. I have a real problem with this whole, these whole like rigid biological roles. Uh, that whole thing makes me feel real it's gross. So confusing for me in a world where it's explicitly made that like queer relationships are totally normal and no one bats an eye that you have. It seems such like a rigid idea of who is supposed to. I mean, it's not like you own. There's definitely like beta beta relationships and stuff like that. So it's not like illegal or unheard of to have things like that happening. And even a central point of Malcolm's character is that, oh, he's an Omega, but he's not totally, you know, submissive or Vincent's an alpha, but he's not a total meathead. So there's like some gradient here, but it still seems extremely rigid in like the biology of it being like, oh, there, the, the heat happens and you have to act this way. Oh, I fucking hate that shit. Like, I, yeah, the whole men, I guess, and women in this universe uh, going through heats. It just, I, I don't know. I don't like it at all. I just, it, to me, it's just creepy. Uh, the whole thing is creepy. Whenever... Any sort of media is like, well, I've designed characters specifically to be totally submissive or totally dominant. Just, I'm just not into that. It just, to me, like writing away someone's agency with some fucking flimsy biological rewrite is just, I don't know. I find it creepy and weird. I know some people are, I guess, into rigid, um, uh, hierarchical roles but to me it just seems gross like we already live in a world that's fucked up and has a bunch of weird complicated interlacing hierarchies why do you need to write a book and add another layer on top of that that makes it even shittier like I just don't... that's what confused me uh... again because it seems to be like oh, there's so many things that aren't as big of a deal in this world but then you're just adding a new thing to be very, uh, you know, bifurcated with, not even like trifurcated, I guess, in this case. But it, 
and again, I, I don't want to say that this book is super strict about it because, again, you know, Malcolm has a moment where he stands up for himself and Vincent isn't just a, a meathead alpha. But at the same time, they're always compelled literally by chemicals in their brain to act a certain way. And they admit like, oh, this is like I have to act a certain way. It's these chemicals and they do fight against it and they're not totally beholden to it. But I just don't like that terminology as if. Well, I think I also. Pe- oh, I'll let you go. Sorry. I think I also don't like that their sex is always governed by that. Like the alpha Vincent is always like on top in control. Uh, and Malcolm is always spreading his legs. Literally. It's like, there's always a line about how he's spreading his legs and being submissive. And I guess, you know, if you're coming here for that, that's what you're here for. But thinking about it on a larger, in a larger, you know, world, uh, it just, it only further entrenches the whole biological coding thing, which I just find kind of distasteful. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't really love that part either. I, I'm i trying to walk this line where I'm trying to give it some credit for the fact that it isn't 100% rigid, but it really isn't that much of that there. And every time the endo type stuff gets brought up, I'm... I just get totally taken out of whatever little bit of relation I had to this. And I'm also, yeah, a little bit, I don't want to say creeped out, but just icked out, squicked out. Yeah, it makes me, I, some of the, so something that made me feel really gross was when everyone found out that Malcolm was an Omega and all the alphas started leaving him gifts and sending him flowers and trying to get him alone. And it was like, oh, this is totally normal. This is just what happens. And I was like, this is fucking creepy. I don't like this at all. Yeah, there's even that line in the summary on the back of the book where it says, oh, and Malcolm wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Yeah. I think this is just all based on, like, power kink stuff. And I don't know. I guess, again, if if you're coming to this just as jerk-off material or whatever, but... I, I I don't know. I, I just think that you can. Okay, so here my biggest my biggest question with this whole alpha beta omega shit is like, why does it need to be there? You can still have a dominance thing, like you know, if if like dominance and submission is your kink or whatever. You we have that in the real world. I don't understand why we need to turn it into this forced biological thing on everyone. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, that's also the disconnect for me. I don't get it. As well. um, Real, again, really not trying to yuck anyone's yum here. Yeah, I know. I don't want to. Fe- yeah, exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like. Don't I'm- be made to feel as if you're gross or weird for being into this, please. It's more just I, that's where it breaks down for me. Whereas why do you have to have it? defined in such a way why can't it just be two gay corporate executives one submissive one's more dominant yeah you can even have the smell stuff in there if you want just as like different types of cologne and you know one of them whenever he smells a certain thing he gets that submissive feel i don't know yeah i mean the smelling stuff seems like kind of normal human shit i know that they were i know that in the books their sense of smell is enhanced because you know in this alternate reality people's senses of smell are like dogs or cats or something. But I don't know. Like if I smell stuff, my boyfriend smells like, yeah, it makes me feel better or calmer or whatever. and reminds me of him. I don't think it's that, that stuff. It doesn't seem as much of a stretch as some of the other things 
Like the butt pussies and all that they imply, which brings me to my final point. I, all right, guys, I'm sorry, but I just can't. This is the thing that really just fucking ruined this whole thing for me. So, why, why, I just have so many questions. So, all right. So if it hasn't been clear, (laughs) oh, okay. Actually, I have a question. Do women also have butt pussies? I don't know. I think we don't know. That's you know. I uh, from what I understand, the way the biology stuff works is different from book to book, author to author in this particular you know subset genre here. You could say. So it you know it really depends on what particular series or author you're talking about here. In this one, the women are, you know, they're they're around, and we are made to know that there are alpha, beta, omega women as well. And I'm fairly sure, based on Vincent's family structure, where there is two women, that they can also procreate in a similar fashion. So do the yeah. This is so we never really discovered if the women have penises, or or if there's some other impregnation method. Yeah, that's really I'm, not yeah. covered at all, and we're left to the imagination. And, like, you know, let's be clear here for a second. You could have a woman with a penis and a man with a womb in the real world because of trans stuff. Right, right, so sure. it's but not, this... like, a literal impossibility. Yes, but, again, this book is not... I did not get the sense that that's what this book was talking yes, about at all. Exactly. Which is So let's, yeah, so actually that's a good point. Let's bring that up right now. We're not denigrating trans people. This isn't about trans people. This is about this particular alternate yeah. rea- alternate biology world um, where men have butt pussies. And it just, I just don't love it. I, I think... It's explicit <sighs> that Malcolm has a dick and some kind of butt womb. Okay, and I say butt pussy because it is not just an anus. It is, it, it, um... There's there's self lubrication, and I yes. have to, and I have to wonder: is there poop in there? How does this work? <laughs> and I know that's I know that's like an immediate like childish giggle point, but I couldn't stop thinking. Like I started building diagrams in my mind. <laughs> no, I thought you said for real. I thought you had the chalkboard out and shit. I really I was like okay so all right so, so no because I was trying to salvage Paris it. Does I was math, like all right but this time. <laughs> Paris does biological math. So, like, okay, because so you know how uh, in your throat you're good at epiglottis and that opens or closes depending on if you need to breathe or swallow water? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like that. Maybe there's an ass pussy, but, like, the colon has an epiglottis and it knows whether it's getting fucked or whether you have to shit. And then it's, it's fine, right? Sure. Does that work? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I was just desperately. Okay. But then the men getting pregnant thing, so men can get pregnant. There is a character, a male character who is pregnant in this book. But weirdly, they didn't mention that the character had developed uh, breasts. And you would think that if a mammal is pregnant, it would have to, uh, it would also be developing milk uh, in its mammary glands to nurse the infant. But that wasn't mentioned, so that was confusing. Um, and I just, yeah, I. I don't really understand how in this world, like, 
I don't know the because the only species I can think of where the male carries the the young or, or seahorses, but they're not mammals. You know, we're talking about regular humans. How would that work biologically? Mm, Paris, I don't know about regular humans. <laughs> well, we yeah. About? But wolf, okay, regular humans with wolf stuff, but wolves don't have butt pussies. Like okay. wolf, male wolves don't carry their young. So I don't understand how all of this shit got mashed together into one fandom. Very confusing. Uh, mm, like, I, think- I couldn't, I couldn't get, yeah, I just, mm, whenever, kind of like what you were saying, whenever the scenting endotyping shit was brought up, it totally broke me from getting into the book. Same, same with this. Like whenever, whenever he's like, sorry, it's going to get really graphic, but at the end, there's a final sex scene when Vincent and Malcolm are finally together and he's like eating out his butt pussy. And I was like, I can't, this is just absurd. I can't get into this. (sighs) I mean, you know, that's kind of the thing with this book is like, there's a completely normal and well done romance in here, but with this bizarre layer on (laughs) it, it's like if you had, like a chocolate cake, but the chocolate was some kind of like alien goo from the fucking unknown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like guess you, it tastes fine to some people, but then but the for rest other of us people, are like, like it, we see just like the writhing tentacles underneath, and we're like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say for some people it melts our mouths. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I, because my all right, so my big again, my big question is like, why is this the thing? Why can't I mean, again, to go back to the crass scene I talked about, why can't it just be a man eating another man's ass? Why can't they just be fucking asses? That's the thing that people do. And again, I'm not in, I'm not even into that. It's actually a thing I do not like at all, but it's at least a thing that can happen in the world. Why do you need to make the ass also a pussy? So that men can have biological children? With each yeah, other? But, then, but then we never solve the issue of lesbians. I think How do also, they have biological children? You know, I did a little bit of light research on this, oh. and I think in other... I don't know about this one, but, like, the women can grow a penis. To- oh, fuck me. Fuck off. This is... I can't. I can't. I mean, that's not that new of a concept, to be honest with you, so... I mean, hyenas have false penises, female Sure, hyenas, but that's, I'm that's... just talking in, like, hentai terms, Paris. Oh, well, you would know. I have, I have no idea. But, um, yeah, and again, uh, it's just this is another conversation where it's just not for us, you know? I yeah. can't really wrap my mind around why anyone would need Readers, this version. Readers, if you have an explanation for butt pussies, please... please. May- please. Maybe email us about, like, I don't know. I guess I would like to know what the like the, the idea supposed to be here if there is a butt pussy lore out there <laughs> well i think the other thing i don't like about it is that <sighs> i think i don't like the idea that you can't just have men having sex with men or women having sex with women without this forced heteronormativity is it heteronormative it, it's more like it is, right? Because if you have to make the ass a pussy and if you have to make the lesbian have a grow a penis, like, that's fucking weird. That's what bothers me the most about it is that you're still enforcing these... It's the procreative angle that, like, makes it weird. Yeah, you're still enforcing these kind of 
you're you're enforcing heteronormative genitalia on homosexual couples and how is that not fucked up i mean not I there mean, it is i finally came to the reason that i hate this so much sure, i but, found but it in the end in the in the end no matter what like you need a sperm cell and a egg cell to conceive well not even right we don't even need that anymore there's totally like oh i don't know where i'm going with this paris so wait so you're saying so you're saying the importance of of okay i think i think i get where you're going so you're saying that to this subculture fandom whatever we want to call it the importance of gay couples being able to conceive their own children supersedes the need to leave their genitals alone <laughs> I like guess. like the like there's greater value in them being able to have kids in the sure, fantasy yeah. in the fantasy of of two of homosexual couples you know male 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 female female whatever uh, being able to reproduce and less value in the genitals. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not. I think this is also hard for us because we're both straight. Yeah. We're both cisgender straight people. So I'm not going to say that we have maybe the best opinions on this, but, you know, we're talking about our perspectives of reading this book. Yeah, I'm not. Um, we're, I'm really not trying to say whether anything is right or the best way no, to go about this. No. It's just us trying to grapple with, like, well, what's the best way? What is the best way to go about this? And we don't exactly have the greatest uh, toehold in these communities to know what feels good to those types of people. Where, where I was trying to, to go at it is like, you know, in biology, you need sperm cell, egg cell to make a new thing. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, you can deliver the sperm and egg however you want, right? Like. Yeah. Doesn't like the delivery method is 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 how we get the genitals that we have. Right. Exactly. Like, so like be... that's really what it comes down to is just the penis part is the sperm deliverer. But why can't, I mean, why can't we just be like fish, you know, just dropping the sperm off and then you just come pick it up. I don't sure. Know. You know what? That's fine with me. Like if, I don't know, Paris, why are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, it's 7.15 uh, on a Saturday night and I'm talking about butt pussies. Yeah. And again, I don't know. And it sucks because I don't, I don't want people to think that we're sitting here being mad about genitalia i'm not just, mad or, about it no i'm just trying to understand yeah you exactly know, i honestly would like to hear a better explanation perhaps yeah i would just love to try to understand why this is sure you know yeah why I mean, the this last is... 10 minutes of this has just been like two fucking cishet people trying to grapple with a presumably pretty queer fandom so, yeah you know, please don't take any of our opinions as any having any sort of weight here. You're just listening to us try to make sense of it. Yeah, I mean, that's what the show is. It's two friends who read the same book trying to understand what they read. Um, but again, if we're just talking about a book, it does the things a book should do. Uh-huh. Um, and if you're talking about a romance or an erotic book, it does the things those should do. Um I didn't like the particular flavor. I, I don't like graphic sex or romance. I'm not into rich people, not interested in reading about, you know, gay relationships. So it's like, for me, it's not for me. But I think if you are into those things, this book is for you. So... Yeah, I would not call this a terrible book, Paris. Uh, 
it has a right to exist. Yeah, I I guess I'll. There's agree no there. reason it should not exist. Hmm. Yeah, I I would. Yeah, I don't think. Hmm. <laughs> it's just hard for me because I I just worry about the the whole hierarchy thing and just how creepy that is. Yeah, that's the only part where. I, I, and, and the whole and how I just keep thinking about how like the genitalia thing about how I just worry that it's like enforcing. <sighs> anyway. Let's let our queer listeners talk to us about that part. I would say, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I could, again, I'm probably totally off on this. It just gave me an icky feeling for those reasons. Um, I, I guess I just didn't like a world. And again, it's not that I have a problem with people who are into like, you know, any kind of dom sub stuff it's just that where where there is a world where that is expected and everyone has to go along with it it's just kind of yeah i don't love weird it. to me uh, i think you should be able to make those choices you know and i don't know again but i guess if you're into that of course you want a world where that's the, that's the deal right yeah uh, all right paris well i don't even think i would necessarily want to fix this because of that oh wait one more thing I didn't like that there was no real conflict in this book. Yeah. I mean, the conflict. It was is... obvious that they were in love and were going to end up together, especially since in the fucking. Yeah. In the description, it says, and uh, H-E-A, which is a happy, happily ever after. So, like, you know how it's going to end. I, I mean, again, I guess if you're coming to this for jerk off material, it doesn't matter if it's it ends happily or not. It's the journey that counts, Paris. It's how the did they get and to... journey. It's the jerk and <laughs> journey that counts. Ugh. But yeah, so anyway, in terms of fixing it, I don't think there's much to fix here. If you really wanted to remove the like endo type stuff, I mean, it could probably survive pretty decently without that, except you'd have to come up with another reason for Malcolm to go to Vincent and be like, hey, you have to fuck me this weekend for like protective reasons. Oh, what if it was like, I'll fire you unless you fuck me? Well, that's gross and coerced. Yeah, <laughs> and it not is. Kind of like almost sweet in the way it was here. I don't know if it was sweet. <laughs> almost. I don't really like a. Uh, yeah, I just can't get on board with this world where, like, when you go into heat, you just you just want to fuck everything that moves, and you're terrified of everyone who isn't your alpha, and you go into like this animalistic state. I just. Yeah. Uh, what again, other possible okay. justification could you have for the you gotta fuck me this weekend? Yeah, I don't know. What There's would... a bomb in my asshole oh. and you have to press oh the button God. every two minutes with it's your dick. It's speed! <laughs> dick style! You can't stop fucking me for this whole weekend and we're gonna blow up! No! Kaboom! We, we gotta save the company with a fuck marathon. If we don't do this and tape it, the company my will... My worst enemy has implanted a bomb inside my butt. And only my vice president has a dick big enough to poke the button. Yep, that is. I think you're right. <laughs> That's, oh, we didn't, okay, I've solved it. We didn't even talk about the nodding thing. God. So part of this, yeah, part of this whole fucking wolf stuff is that the when they have sex, when the, the alpha or whoever's whoever's doing the fucking, uh, they're they have a bulbous thing at the base of their dick which expands and forces them to be stuck inside of their partner for a number of minutes. You know, like dogs. 
Yeah. You ever seen some dogs go at it? That's what happens. I mean, obviously, like the bi- biological functionality of that is to make sure the sperm doesn't leak out because, you know, if you're having sex, you want to have a baby or so says biology. Obviously, I'm not saying that that's true, but obviously people have sex just because it's fun and feels good. But uh, other species, you know, have that fail safe for procreation. And for some reason, the people in this fucking subculture thought that needed to be there. And I just don't. I don't know. I guess people are into being stuck to one another after they finish. To me, that sounds kind of bad. I don't know. <laughs> that just sounds like I need to pee. Yeah, like we're kind of like, sweaty. I'm into the cuddles, but let's like get a towel first. Yeah, dude, I just gotta pee. Like <laughs> I can't. I being stuck to someone for 15 minutes would just not work for me. Like, all right, Paris, how would you fix this then? I I guess this is hard for me because I would fix this by ignoring this whole subgenre entirely because it's just not for me. None of this, no aspect of this book is for me. So it's sort of unfair in a way for me to say that it's a terrible book, right? Because it's just not a me thing. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to say it it wasn't terrible at all. If this checks some boxes for you, it's probably pretty great. Yeah, like if you want to read... I guess if I think I would be more on board if two things were changed or three things, sorry. So one, if it wasn't about like two white wealthy businessmen, if it was about people who are more approachable for me, perhaps that would be better. Uh, If their relationship wasn't based on like catty back and forths in the office, I would also be a little more on board because I just don't like that that whole dynamic of like, we're going to be catty at each other and rude, but we really love each other. Like, I just, ugh, just, I don't, that kind of okay. shit just Some doesn't note. work Some for dairy me. fiction for Paris, noted. Sure, I don't know what that means, but sure. So I don't like the whole, I don't like really, ugh, something, one thing I don't like about romance books that's really common is this whole idea of like, we're enemies, but really we're true loves. <laughs> I just don't like the whole catty fighting that happens in a lot of their conversations. I don't like that they're two white, wealthy businessmen. Uh, And I obviously am not into the whole, the twists on biology, shall we say. Um, So yeah, I think if you made this about characters that were more relatable to kind of a regular person uh, and their relationship and attraction was less based on spar office sparring and if there weren't butt pussies i would i would be more on board but again you can't get yeah. me totally on board with this there's no way to get me totally on board with this because none of it is we for should me. be trying to sell so, this to the paris audience anyway yeah it's not <sighs> all right then paris i think that's it i guess d i don't know why the fuck you made us read this <laughs> I think, so this was technically an Antiques Freaks pick, co-pick. I think they just wanted us to, like, peek our heads into this bizarre fandom and see how we reacted. Maybe. I mean, I I generally don't do any research before we read these unless I feel it's necessary. The only thing I did do some exploring about was the... There was like a lawsuit about people that wrote 
in this um this subculture fan fiction or whatever uh there was an where... author that tried to like copyright the whole idea mm-hmm. is the long and short of it yeah there was an author that was suing another author just and they were trying to say that they had copied their plot points and it's like well it's a fucking romance book it's gonna have the same fucking plot points like it was really it was just a really weird um I I don't understand where this subculture, this fan fiction culture, whatever it came from. An Someone, episode of Supernatural. Yeah, that I don't understand how. What does Supernatural have to do with any of this? There was a I werewolf that, episode. Okay, but there's been werewolf episodes on a lot of shows. Why would? And but there aren't werewolf. But this isn't werewolves. This is like people with. Yeah, it was. Just, I think it was just a lot uh, of right place, right time things, Paris. Oh my god, I just don't even understand. Cuz I have a friend who a friend from work who's really into the Supernatural show. I've never actually watched it. It's not really my bag. Uh but uh I asked her I was like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this fan fiction subculture this like Omegaverse stuff?" She was like, "No." Was like, "Oh, weird cuz apparently it came from Supernatural." And she was like, and I explained it to her and she was like, "I have no idea how that could have come from the show." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know either." So this this only further confused me. So Clearly, I need to go read a treatise on on this or something. I'm just... This book really wore me down because I was so bored by it. I know. I know. Like you said, it took us like three weeks to get through it, and now we're like behind schedule because it was just so boring. Oh, uh, right, I don't know. It's being behind schedule, Paris. Yeah. I feel, so sorry. Sorry. Uh, actually, Morgan Hawes, you you know, I got to say, you can you can write a romance book. I just hate romance books. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, I'm just not into the twisted biology or romance in general. So I'm just a bad, I'm a bad reader. Um, woof. Yeah. So this is an, again, one of those times where if you're like, would you recommend that? You know, if somebody was like, Hey, recommend me a book, I wouldn't say, please read late bloomer by Morgan Hawes. But if someone said, Hey, I'm looking for a gay romance, I'd say, well, Try this out then. Sure. You'd have to probably have a lot of like upfront. So there's some stuff here before you dive in. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. All right. How about we thank them patrons, Paris? Oh, yeah. We got those. <laughs> Sorry. Did you just like get a huge whiff of patron dust in your lungs and you had to call? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I opened the patron book, you know, where we have everyone write their name in blood. Book. Yeah, you know, it's like the, the patronomicon. Uh, yeah. Ahem. From the pages of the patronomicon, I would like to thank Dari, Greg, Will, Veronica, D, Lynn, Xenia, Yakub, Bobby Black Cat. Zena, Mayo Cat, Elliot, Kieran, Martin, and Jay. If you too want to help support the show, you can donate. It's October, guys. This is fun. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. You can donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month to us on Patreon for various rewards, such as forcing us to read books like this. Or um, you can also now go to Coffee or Kofi, K O F I. Dot com find us on there and you can just donate a single dollar or a single two dollars or a single twenty dollars you don't have to subscribe monthly so you can just throw us tips on coffee if you want 
Uh, you can also subscribe or follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Goodreads. You can share the show and tell people about it. And lastly, you can rate and review the show on iTunes, Podbean, Podchaser, or whatever pod platform you choose. If you do want to contact us and explain butt pussies to us, please send emails to terriblebookclub at gmail.com. Uh, you can message us on Goodreads, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. I don't know if we have any other announcements other than we are doing yet another patron's choice book <laughs> next time. We should say whose choice we're doing and maybe he'll get excited about it for that reason. Oh yeah, so we are reading Will's choice uh, of book for the next episode. Thanks um, for I getting your request in, Will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we actually have several patrons that uh, could request something still if they want. Um, Time's running out. Time is running out for this season, so... If you maybe you get them in early for next year. Yeah, you could also get them in early for 2021. I mean, I I do. I'm hoping that Chris and I are going to do a bunch of pre-records so we can take a nice break like we do every year in the winter. Um, So. All right, then. Well, business is concluded. I'll see you later, Paris. Goodbye.